Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. On today's episode, Travis is going to join me. We're going to talk about the NFL mainly, but I have to talk about the Damian Lillard trade. Uh, I'm going to next week, just for a little bit of a tease, I was going to do it this week, but next week, I am going to power rank the quarterbacks of every single division by division. Um, so we kind of did that as a group this uh, last year where we ranked the quarterbacks going into the season. I think every three to four weeks, I want to power rank them and see uh, where they're at uh, every four weeks. But I have to talk about the NBA. This is what the podcast is about. We talk about NFL and NBA and the NF- NBA offseason is the gift that always gives. And the biggest news is always trades. So. There was a big trade last night. If you want an instant reaction to it, yesterday afternoon, I should say. If you want an instant reaction to it, check out our YouTube clip. I had Clint on, and he is a Milwaukee Bucks fan. He has uh, been a Bucks fan his whole life. Uh, and we get his take, especially from the Milwaukee Bucks angle. But Holiday was traded. I'm not well, Holiday was traded, but Dame Damian Lillard was the big name that was traded. Uh the Bucks received Damian Lillard. The Blazers received a couple of first, a first round pick, a couple of pick swaps. Holiday, Aiton, and Cam, Camera. I don't know who that is. Uh, but the Suns received Allen, Johnson, Little, and Nurkic. So it was a three way trade, and this is one of the rare NBA trades that I really don't think any team lost this trade. I mean, if you're going to pick a loser, it's the Suns. But the Suns were focused on getting deeper, and they needed to. They have Beal, they have Durant, they have Booker, and now Nurkic is going to be, what, 70% of what Aiton is? So they can now um, have the depth that they need to compete, and it will help keep their stars hopefully um, rested um, so that they don't have to play 40, 48 minutes a game. Um, so that was a good pickup by the Suns. I like what the Blazers did. We'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to give you quick winners and losers. Uh, but Aiton, adding him to uh, sharpen Scoot, I think that was a win for the Blazers. And then Damian Lillard, he's going to be on the best team perfectly built around him. So let's let's actually talk about that. Let's go to our three winners and losers of this trade. Let me start with the winners, Damian Lillard. Uh, best team around him. It's built perfectly for him. Uh, they're long. You have two rim defenders in Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Um, Middleton, he's not the defender he once was, but he's still, uh, what, 6'8". He's he's a long uh, player, which helps you be a good defender. And that was something that like the Blazers could never figure out, how to build a roster around Damian Lillard that could compete. And they always would pair him with another guard, that could not defend who was small and they would pair him with like, like average defenders around him. Covington was a good defender, but you know, it wasn't like great defenders. It wasn't a great rim protector. I I think this is uh, this, this team in Toronto would have been perfect teams to surround Damian Lillard with in Miami, but um, by him going here, him and Giannis are going to have a, a nasty pick and roll. Giannis, the floor spacing is going to be better because you got to guard Dame 35 feet away from the basket. So 
it, it, it's a it's a win all the way around for Dame. Also, uh, for for the Bucks, that's another winner I have. So that's our second winner, Milwaukee, the city of Milwaukee. So a couple days back, Giannis declined a a um, extension to his contract. And then this move was made. So this move shows Giannis that Milwaukee, the Bucks, are trying to continue to build a winner around him and makes it more than likely that he will eventually sign an extension. Dame, I think, is 32. So if, you know, three, four years from now, um, he's probably going to not be, well, he won't be the player that he is now. But I think that with this move, Giannis is going to see that the Bucks are not satisfied with just you know, being the same team every year. They're going to make changes that will help them to become uh, a championships champion champions again. Um, the, the thing with the Bucks too was in the playoffs, they couldn't produce any offense against the heat. They, they had nobody to create offense other than Giannis. And when that happens, the defense suffers because the the you're always on the defensive side of the court because the other team is getting on on fast breaks. They're they're um, getting mismatches on those fast breaks, and with someone like Lillard, the Bucks offense has that guy who can create his own shot, who can shoot anywhere on the court, get to the rim. I just think it's kind of like a perfect match. Good for the Bucks. Good for Dame, a winner. And the Blazers are a winner. There was, you know, people were talking about like getting a veteran in there. I heard that Jimmy Butler, they wanted Jimmy Butler. They wanted Ingram. There was like these veteran players that they were trying to get. And I'm glad the Blazers did not get that guy because the Blazers should be focused on Scoot and Shaden Sharp right now. And those two, if they develop properly, they'll be two years away from being two years away, right? Uh, in two years, they'll probably be in the play-in if both of them develop right. And then two years after that, if everything plays out right for the Blazers, they will be contenders. If you brought in a veteran player, that player would most likely be at towards the end of their prime by the time that Sharp and scoot were ready but they get eight and Aiden's only like 24 25 years old so he's going to be in the middle of his prime right when scoot and shade and sharp hit their prime so i just i just i really like this trade for the blazers as well i think eight needed a new cha uh, change of scenery he needed a new team a team that might believe in him um so i really like this trade for the blazers they also got those picks so they're a winner as well. Let's go to three losers. Holiday is a loser for, for now. He hasn't been traded or redirected, but to go from a championship winning team to a team that clearly isn't ready to do that, that's tough, especially a day after he told the media he wanted to be a buck for life. Uh, that is what we call bad timing. Um, so Holiday's a loser. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, Miami. Miami's a loser as well. They you know, Jimmy Butler, um, Jimmy Butler is kind of bitter right now. Uh, and he was telling, uh, on social media, the NBA to investigate tampering. And to me, I'm just like Jimmy, every team tampers in the NBA and the NFL. It's only the dumb ones that get caught like the dolphins. So, um, I, I just think, 
they're, they're a little sour right now and losing out on Dame, which is someone that they, they kind of need to take that next step to have that another offensive weapon um, on the court with Jimmy Butler. I think they're a loser just because of that Toronto. They're a loser. I don't understand why they value OG Ananobi so high. I don't get it. It's like there, there's teams out there that will value their own assets higher than the rest of the NBA. They wanted like four first round picks. They wouldn't put them in a Damian Lillard trade. I don't understand what's going on there. You have Scotty Barnes. You have Siakam. Those two guys around Damian Lillard would have been pretty good. And you didn't want to do it because you wanted to keep OG Ananobi. And I don't know why they're so fixated on him as a player. So the fact that they withheld Ananobi just so, and and because of that, they lost Damian Lillard. Uh, they're a loser in my book as well. Real quick, destination for uh, Drew, Drew Holiday. Let's see here. Um, so there's a couple of destinations that were brought up that I was just like, uh, I don't want to see that. Um, and then there was other ones that came up that I was like, oh, man, I don't want to see that. So I don't want to see him on the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls, he doesn't make them a contender. He would make them a more of a a, a challenging team to play, more form, formidable full. But he's not, I don't want him to be on the 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 Bulls because the Bulls I don't think are are contenders. The Celtics isn't isn't Holiday just like Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart's a little better offensively than Holiday is. And I think Holiday's a little better defensively than Smart is, but aren't they basically the same player? Um sometimes um Holiday will go on these sh- shooting spells where he goes 4 of 20 but he'll keep shooting much like Smart did. Um, so I don't I don't understand why they would want want holiday. I think their team's really good the way it is. Just stick with what you got. Um, and then the other team, the other teams that I'd like, oh man, I don't want to see them on is the LA teams. The LA teams or or Miami. Um I think Miami needs someone more offensively focused, but if they're um is there if the if they're Backup prize is Holiday. That's a pretty good one to pair next to Butler. Nobody's going to want those two on the perimeter defending them. Uh, but the two LA teams, I think he would be perfect for either one of them. The Lakers, you put him next to Austin Reeves. You have LeBron as your point guard. You have Anthony Davis and Hachimura. I just think that team would be stupid. Um, it would be really good. Perfect fit next to LeBron. And then could you imagine coming into a basketball arena and you're either going to be guarded by Drew Holiday, Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard. If the Clippers got Drew Holiday, that would be a hard team to play night in and night out. So those are the two teams, three teams. I think if I'm Holiday, that's where I want to go. I don't really want to go to the Celtics and I don't want to go to the Bulls. Definitely not the Bulls. And there was rumor that the Warriors were interested as well. I don't understand that either, unless if they traded Chris Paul. So that's all I have about that NBA trade. Guys, the NBA gives us a little gift in the offseason, and that's coming up uh, in, in, in what, 28 days now? The NBA will start, the preseason starts, so that's, that's really exciting as well. Okay, guys, let's get into some football talk with our guest, Travis. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Box Score Sports Podcast. I am your host today. We are going to have a discussion about Damian Lillard for a quick moment. We are then going to play a game that Travis has made up just off the fly. And then we're going to go ahead and do week four, Ryan versus the guest, Ryan versus Eric versus the guest. And to do that with me, as I already mentioned, is Travis. Travis, how's it going? Uh, Doing pretty good today. Lots of things happening. Yeah, yeah. Your your borough got a win. That's right. We're in the W column. That's right. And then um Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. What's what's your what's your thoughts? Um, I am excited, just like a lot of other people have pointed out, the loss of Drew Holiday. Uh it it'll affect him, but in the long run. I think overall it's it's going to be good because we definitely needed more somebody else to score besides Giannis basically because if Giannis goes out they act like they don't know how to play basketball for a while but so I'm excited to see what's going to happen because the pick and roll with Giannis and Dame is going to be crazy yeah it's going to be stupid and um the uh the 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 thing that hurt the the Bucks last year was the one on one offense. They couldn't produce any one on one offense because even Giannis is limited in the, in that area because he can't shoot. You know, uh, so now that they got Dame, I mean, he'll be able to score. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited as long as they don't get in trouble for tampering, according to Jimmy Butler. So, you know, can I can I just say to, to Jimmy Butler, my man. Uh, every team tampers. Okay. Uh, it's just the dumb ones that get caught like my dolphins. So, yep. uh, yeah. So don't act like the Miami heat. They don't tamper. I, I just, come on. Tamper gate. Tamper gate. That's right. Remember they got in trouble. The bucks did for, um, who did they try trading for the, the year they got holiday. They also got Bodanovich. And they couldn't do the trade. Remember that? They couldn't fall through yeah. with the trade because yeah. they were like busted for tampering or something like that. What what would be like what would be an example of tampering in this situation for them? Were they talking to him when they shouldn't have been? Or that that's a great question. I am not a hundred percent sure because he was on the trade, right? Everybody could talk to him. Yeah. I don't I'm I don't not know sure either, but I guess time will tell. Right, exactly. Okay, you ready to get back to the NFL? Let's do it. Yeah, t- leave it to the NBA to take the spotlight away from the Dolphins scoring seventy points. You know, like jerks. You know. Yeah. Um, let's uh let's start with your game before we get into the uh, predictions and and talk about Week Four for a little bit. You you wanted to play a game. I'm gonna let you explain it because you tried to explain it to me, and I'm like, ah, okay, let's let's just go with it. I have no idea, Ryan. We're just going to say, did they rob the bank or not? So basically players or coaches that have gotten paid this off season and uh, through week three, have they earned it or have they robbed the bank? Okay. Okay. I'm excited to see how this turns out. Uh, let's uh, so who do you got? Who do you want to talk about first? Well, we can get it out of the way right away. Joe Burrow. What do you think? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Like, honestly, I think he's injured. The Bengals had a slow start last year. I think I, 
if we're just basing it on his first three weeks of performance, you have to say he robbed the bank. But if I'm like looking into the future, like forecasting, he'll be fine. He'll be worth the money you paid him. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that injury must be affecting him more than what they're really talking about. I know it was such a game time decision, whether or not he's playing or not. And the couple Reddit threads that I follow, they were just going back and forth between, okay, he's, he's been sitting out. Okay. He's back in. So they're just going back and forth. So honestly, if it needs another week or so for him to heal, I say, just do it. But yeah, in the long run, I, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, did you, uh, do you think like his calf, like it's just, it's hard for him to throw the ball accurately because I got to imagine like when you're pushing off of that leg, you know, it's got to be hard to to throw the ball accurately if it's like a strained calf and it's always in pain every time you push off it. Yeah, plus his offensive line is getting better, but that has to be in the back of his mind too because he can't true. run right now, at least he, not like he used to. So it's all got to be in, in his head a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. Okay, what what what's the next uh, next person you want to talk about? Oh, my favorite player in the NFL, Danny Dimes. Uh Danny Dimes. Uh um man, I don't know. He's not looked good, but the Giants haven't looked good. So that's part of it. Um oh, well, let me get your take. What do you think? Is he is he living up to that? Do you think we just need to give him a little bit more time? Would you have ever spent that amount of money for him to be your quarterback? Probably not. Yeah. I don't understand why they gave him that much money. He just, he does not seem like a franchise quarterback to me. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what his yards are this year so far, but the fact that they've been blown out in two of their three games, basically all but one quarter, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it was really one half, and it, they, they had to come back and beat the which most people thought was the worst team in the um, NFL, right? The yeah. the Cardinals. Um, so he only has five hundred and eighty two yards right now. Um, which I want to kind of see where that is. That's oh, that's like uh, sixty two. That's twenty fifth right now. His completion percentage right now is 19th. I wonder where his QBR is at. His QBR is 21st. His passer rating is... What is his passer rating? I thought it was like 98, which is weird. No. It's 21st. His passer rating is uh, 29th. Yeah, he's not playing good. They went out and got him Darren Waller, but like Waller looks, you know, he isn't who he was before. You know, at some point you got to stop using your weapons as the excuse why you're not performing and just perform. And I just think that he is not living up to that uh, contract. I would say that. So he's robbing, he's robbing the Giants, but um I would say the Giants, the way they structured that contract, at least it's just only two years they have to deal with them, and then they don't have to keep them after the two years. So that's good for them. Yeah. Also, side note, did you know Jimmy Graham was still in the league? 
Okay, so I remember hearing that news, but it like totally left my mind until he caught that touchdown. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Jimmy Graham. Uh, for some reason, I thought he retired already, and all of a sudden he's back on the screen. But good That's, for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, how about the next player you want to talk about? Or oh, Russell Wilson. I know he didn't sign this year, but last year, but still. You've had a full year with him, and now you've had three games with your new coach. What do you think? No, and I don't think he will live up to that contract. I think that they're going to want to get rid of him. I don't even have to look up his stats just to just watching watching the Broncos. Now it's not the Broncos' offensive offense fault that they lost that game against Miami. Um, I think any team that scores seventy points is hard to keep up with. I'm just. I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to guess that's, that's challenging. Um, I'm just, I don't know it. He doesn't look good. I don't think anybody on the team believes in him. I don't think anybody on the team actually likes him, which I don't know if I should feel bad for him or not, but I, I think they're going to want to trade him and it's going to be hard for them to trade because of that contract. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's all I really had for players. I don't know if you got somebody you want to throw in there. Yeah, let's go Sean Payton. Let's talk about the coach that got paid. Yeah, he. Uh, I always thought he was pretty good as a head coach, even though he got – so he got suspended, was it, for a full year? Yeah, basically, right, for Bounty Gate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so besides that, I thought he's always been good because, I mean, he's had Drew Brees and he – Drew Brees always played well when he was getting coached by him. But as of right now, it does not look good. And did you catch the interview with uh, him after the game with the one reporter? Yeah, yeah, he was so mad. I, can, can I be honest, though? I thought it wasn't a great question. <laughs> I know. He, he, already, he was already asked about the, mo- uh, the loss and how embarrassing he was. And he's like, well, now, historically, it was a bad loss. It's like, yeah, we, we know that. But, yeah, he was pretty testy for sure. And then did you hear Mike McDaniels, like, say that it, they didn't kick the field goal because they didn't want to embarrass them? The, and I'm like, dude, you, you already did. I don't know. You're, I know. It's, it's actually a record. Right. It's actually more embarrassing that you sit on the ball here, in my opinion. Like, it's more embarrassing that you're like, okay, we're not going to score any more point for your sake, you know? What's the difference between, like, Alabama running up the score against, like, Tulane or some school, you know, some little school? Like, who, even though this is a professional league, it's like they're professional players. They should be able to do something. This is how you get embarrassed. Deal with it. Yeah, I agree. And if Sean Payton was in that position, I feel like he would have ran up the score. So yeah, I know Bill Belichick would have. He wouldn't even thought twice about it. Yeah, yeah. Score uh, hundred next time, Miami. I know. Come on, be better. Be better. Um, that's that's the only other one I could think of that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, how you feeling about Deshaun? He didn't get signed this off season. I think it was last off season. We brought up what Russell Wilson. How you feeling about him so far after three weeks? I'm I'm honestly just waiting for him to be better. Like, I don't think this is it for him, like playing average. I'm just waiting for him to start playing like his old self. And as of right now, he has not proved it. And is it, let's see, he's played three. How many did he play last year? Was it six? Yeah. Some, yeah, that sounds so, right. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm waiting for him to be better, but I, he hasn't proved it to me yet. Yeah, uh, just so you know, Dame Lillard drops a farewell song to the uh, Portland Trailblazers fans. Oh, so, maybe yeah. you can uh, have that as our, our outro tonight uh, on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be copyrighted, but I could, I could try. <laughs> I could try. Yeah, I agree with Deshaun, though. It's just you, you're kind of waiting him him to be the person he was in Houston. Uh, week three, he had a good week. I thought he played pretty good other than that backwards pass. Did you see that where he like threw it backwards and it was a fumble? Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but other than that, he, he had a good week. So I, I'll, I'll be curious to see, see that. Um, how about, how about the money that Jordan Love got this off season? I think he's, um, I hope, I hope he does well, but I don't, I don't know. It's too early for me to tell it's going to get tested Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I know I'm nervous about that game. My my dad and mom were telling me that they got t- they could get tickets for like fifty dollars a seat, and there's four seats next to each other for Thursday night football. That's but pretty cheap. I know. I but I got a I got a meeting on Thursday because I can't get Thursday nights off. I know. I know. I know. I know. What am I gonna do? You don't have a meeting. No, I I do. It's not oh. it's not the meeting, but it's a. <laughs> It's it's another meeting that Ryan, Ryan. I know I know I know. Okay, uh, any other before we move on to week four? Four is there anything that you'd like to talk about? Uh, that happened week three. Um, well, we can talk about two teams: the Jaguars and the Ravens. Uh, okay. I was not expecting the Jaguars kind of to look so dead, basically. I know Luke was kind of telling us that some uh, some of his wide receivers don't understand how to get two feet down when it's they're catching by the sideline. Embarrassing. You know how we were watching uh, uh, the Bengals game and like Chase just like two two feet down on the sideline, two feet down, just like drags the toe. Like they're the opposite. They don't know that they're supposed to drag that toe. Yeah. And the Ravens, honestly, I thought, the Ravens were going to just explode on offense. I know they're dealing with a bunch of injuries again this yeah. year, but still having Lamar out there and his weapons that he's got, I know Odell got injured and he was out, but I was expecting more than 19 points from them this week against the Colts. Yeah, I was too. I don't know. I don't know if it was one of those games where like, you know how the, the Colts beat the Kansas city chiefs last year. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, it was just like, uh, they just went back and forth and they hardly scored anything. Wasn't it? Yeah. It's, it was something weird, but it it just like, I don't know. You get in those games sometimes where you're like, think that you're going to roll over a team and you don't roll over that team because you're just kind of overlooking them. I think that's sort of what happened here with the Ravens. Uh, did you see that PI call that the refs missed? I did. did. Yeah. There's there was a couple of them yet uh this past week that I was just like how are you guys that blind I don't know yeah also I feel bad for the Bears I just I I can't see how they're so bad at football right now I you know it's 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 I don't know I don't know either I feel I feel bad because I feel like Justin Fields may have been great if he was in the right situation and I just feel like the Bears didn't really set him up real good. Like 
I talked about this when I did the clip on um, Justin Fields blaming the coaches, basically. It's like, so when Tua was struggling, they had a defensive-minded coach that then didn't believe in him. They got an offensive coordinator for the backup, Ryan Fitzpatrick at the time. And then all of a sudden, they went to get Mike McDaniels. And Mike McDaniels was like, hey, dude, my goal is to make you great. We're going to make you great. And he just, like, build the entire offense. And they now are putting up r- r- ridiculous numbers we can, you know, in three weeks of this year. The Bears went out and they hired a defensive-minded coach to help Justin Fields grow. And I just don't think that works in the NFL. You, when you got a young quarterback – generally you should hire an offensive minded coach because they're going to look for the best way to put the quarterback in the best position to win. And I, I think that's not what Matt Everflus did. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know if he just doesn't trust the play calling because it seems, I mean, it's not like I study the bears film in depth, but every time I see Justin Fields drop back, it's like you, he doesn't trust the play. So he's like, I got to use my feet. And that's basically what I'm seeing out of him is that he's not trusting what's happening around him. Well, my my theory, I don't know this for sure, but my theory is because there was a one play they showed, well, a couple where he was looking at the wide receiver he should throw to and they were wide open and he just didn't pull the trigger. Um, I think I think what's happened is like the coach keeps telling him, don't turn the ball over. Don't make mistakes. All we need to do is control the ball. Don't do this. Don't do that. So instead of thinking about what he should be doing, he's more focused on what he shouldn't be doing. Does that make sense? And yeah. since and since that's all he's focusing on, it's ruined his confidence because he doesn't want to get the coach upset and where. I think with a young quarterback, you got to kind of let it's, I think the same thing happened to Zach Wilson. I said this on the podcast with Eric is like the, the, um, the national media media was like, Zach Wilson needs to sit for two years. He's going to be a great quarterback. He can be a great quarterback, but the, he needs to sit to one or two years, one to two years uh, behind someone. And he never sat. And now he failed. And everyone's like, Oh, I can't believe how bad he is. He's I'm like, you guys were the ones that said he needed to sit. It's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I, I feel bad for some of these quarterbacks. Like they're just put in a bad position. Well, yeah, they, it's, it's like Herbert's fault kind of because he came into the league and just blew up. And that's every, what everybody expects their quarterbacks to be now is to be that great immediately in the league. When it, you look at the ones who are really good, they sat for a couple years or a year minimum. And now they understand the system what's happening more compared to just getting thrown out there. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, no, you're right. I, I like, like Mahomes sat for a year. Um, I I'm two us, you know, he kind of sat for a year, but it, it was more that the offense, they got the right offensive minded coach. I don't know if you remember, but that one time they had two offensive coordinators. So that was a thing. Uh, you know, even CJ Stroud though, like he's been playing really good. He didn't have to sit. Yep. Burrow, Burrow looked good his rookie year too. So I don't know. Yeah, it's just a difference. But but Burrow had Chase and Higgins and Boyd and uh, who was their tight end at the time? Hurst? No. Yeah, that wasn't his rookie year. He didn't have Chase's rookie year. Right, no. the year after. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Anything else? Nope. Okay, let's go ahead and predict week four with Ryan versus Eric versus the guest. So full disclosure, I didn't get Eric's numbers yet. So I, but I, 
have the guest numbers. So last week, Rowan went head to head with me and Eric. Um, and he got 10 right and I got 10 right. So 28, 25, I am still in the lead against the guest and I will let everybody know where Eric's at probably at the start of the podcast. Um, so let's start with our Thursday night game, Travis week four Detroit at the green Bay Packers. Who do you got? Um, well, quick question. Why are you playing against your brother too? I did I maybe I missed that in your previous pods. Oh, just because he wanted to p- predict every week with me. Oh, okay. okay. So Good he'll sense. he'll he'll send me uh boxes, but he he wants to come on and do this with us, but he he hasn't been able to make it work. So gotcha. I've been keeping track of him. So I was like, yeah, let's just put you on right. there. So uh I am gonna take this is a tough one. Um but I'm going to go with the Lions on this. Even though the Packers, I believe Watson and Jones are coming back. So they should be at full potential. But Yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go Lions as well. Uh, I don't know. If Derek Carr doesn't get injured, right? Like the Packers probably don't win against the Saints. So I'm, I, I just think they kind of got fortunate. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons put up 25 on the green Bay Packers and they couldn't even put up six points against the lions. So I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go Detroit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, our first London London game, the Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. What it's how many times has Jacksonville been in London for this game? Is this their third time? Oh, they've been there more than three, right? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I I feel like ever since they've been constantly going, Jacksonville's at least once a year since they've been going. Um, I'm gonna pick the Jaguars. I feel like they'll get it right this week. I don't know what happened to them last week. Their divisional game, I guess, must have gotten their head. I want to pick the Jaguars. Ritter was bad against Detroit. Like Detroit roughed Ritter up. I'm going to I guess I'm going to go Jacksonville too. I the the Jaguars defense hasn't been horrible. I, I get that like the Texans scored 37, but partly w- was that it just got out of hand and then the fullback ran a 85-yard uh kickoff return for a touchdown. I think he's the heaviest man they said to ever run a kick return for a touchdown. Um and he ran it like I think he got up to like 20 miles per hour too, which is pretty impressive, but I thought oh. that was interesting. Um, okay. Game of the week, probably right here. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. I'm going Dolphins. I think Miami's going to still prove a point. I am so nervous about this game. This is the game. It's because everybody's been talking about the Dolphins all week. Tua has a thousand yards already. It's insane. I know. I know. He, he's looked real good. But Buffalo, what what what's been kind of like under the surface that the Buffalo's defense the last two weeks have been really good, and I know they've only put. I think they played Las Vegas and uh, and the Commanders, so it's not like they went up against powerhouse offenses. But to keep any team in the NFL to three points is pretty good, and I'm nervous because all week everybody's going to hype the Dolphins, and. The Bills are like, listen, we're still the class act of this division. They're coming to our building. 
We're going to show them what's up. Uh, I, I, I'm going to pick the Dolphins too because they're my team and it's close enough where I shouldn't not pick against them, but I'm so nervous about this game, Travis. Uh, Ryan, you'll be just fine. They'll win by 20. Uh, I hope you're right. Uh, the real headliner for Sunday is the Denver Broncos at the Chicago Bears. I, I totally... <laughs> Uh, this one will be the Broncos getting a W. So did you hear our, uh, podcast yet that me and Eric posted for the recap yet? No, I have not. Okay. So I asked him what happens when a stoppable force meets a movable object. And I was talking (laughs) about the Vikings versus the chargers and how they were trying to both lose. Uh, This is actually the game that should be categorized as is the stoppable force against the movable object. I'm with you. I'm going to go Denver. I think although Chicago's probably embarrassed about what happened, I think Denver's going to come in more embarrassed than Chicago. So they have a better defense and they, I mean, if you look at the depth chart for offense, they have a much better offense too, but I, I don't know. Russ, it, it all depends on how Russell Wilson plays. If he can actually be a little bit flashes of old Russell, they'll be fine. That That's true. That's true. Um, I guess we'll see, but... I'm not trusting that Denver should have a good defense, but they, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Man, this is another tough game. I'm, I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. They let last week's game get in their head and I feel like they got to do something this week. So yeah, I, I kind of think they were looking past the Colts to this game, but I'm going to pick the Browns. Uh, a stat that I brought up on the podcast, it's a Brown. Uh, the Browns through three week have the top of all, all uh, let's say, so it would be 32, 64, and, okay, two, uh, 96. So out of the 96 possible best defensive performance so far for the first three weeks because all 32 teams and then you just you know triple it 36 they have the top three performances on defense it's it's week one bronco uh browns week three browns and week two browns in that order of the best defensive rating game or whatever so i i think their defense is legit so i'm going browns um the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'm going Bengals again. They got to keep rolling now. And as long as Burrow's cap is fine, then they're going to get another W. I'm going to pick the Bengals too. They should win this game. The Titans can't move the ball offensively, except against the Chargers. But, you know, two two out of three weeks, their offense has been pretty pretty bad. Yeah. The L.A. Rams at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, do you know if the rookie quarterback's starting? Going to be in? Richardson? Um, I think it might be Gardner Minshew again. Um, let me... Uh, I don't know. That was about Jonathan Taylor still being out. Let's look. Uh, Richard. 
You know, I'm going to go Colts anyways. They're playing at home. He did take the next step into the concussion protocol, so he may play. Um, you so you're going Colts, you said? Yeah. I'll I'll go Rams. Rams have been feisty this year, so I'm going to go Rams. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. No Derek Carr, by the way. I don't think he's playing in this game. I'll I'll go Buccaneers for this game. I am going to go the Bucks as well. The Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh man. We'll go Eagles. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't trust Sam Howell. Uh he, you know, he he looked awful against the Bills. Yeah, he's got five picks already this year. Yeah, that's rough. Uh the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. Uh Minnesota's got to get a win here. If not, their season's toast. Uh, I agree. I'm going to pick Minnesota in. They need to trade Kirk Cousins if they lose this game. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> well, he's been playing. I mean, besides his, because does he have a couple fumbles? I can't remember, but he's actually been putting up numbers. Oh, yeah. No, it's he's not the problem. But like if your team's going to be losing, what's the point of having him on your team when you could get a pick for him? His contract's up after this year. And I don't think they'll resign him. So they might as well tank for Caleb Williams. That's it. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans. Both of these teams are not good, even though Steelers defense is really good, but their offense is so terrible. I'll go Steelers. Their defense will probably carry them. That's what I was thinking too, Travis. I'm going to go Steelers as well. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the LA Chargers. Um, I'm going to go Chargers. I know they lost Mike Williams, but their other wide receivers are pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to go Chargers too, but would I be surprised if the Raiders won? No, because that's what the Chargers do. They charge her. Um, the New England Patriots at the Dallas Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys. Patriots haven't shown much at all this year. Yeah, they, they have an okay offense. I mean, uh, defense or defense is pretty good, but their offense is just not moving the ball. So I'm going to go Cowboys as well. Arizona Cardinals, the feisty Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers. Yeah, me too. Not even a hesitation. Nope. Okay. Sunday night football, how this is still Sunday night football, this hasn't been flexed yet. Now that they have the ability to do that is ridiculous to me. The Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win, but would have been much more, way more interesting if Rodgers was playing. Oh, yeah. Like you have the Dolphins against the Bills and the Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns. How do you not have one of those two games on Sunday night? I don't don't get it. Um, Monday night, I picked the Chiefs too, by the way. Uh, Monday night, Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. Speaking of game, that should be flexed anyway. 
Yeah. What is this going to get like 18 viewers? Um, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Only because of the Giants. Yeah. New York's a big market. That's why. Um, I'm going to go. Is it bad? I almost want to pick the Giants in this game. Even though they're so terrible. I'm going Seahawks. Okay. I, I don't know what to do here either. Who did the Gi- Giants play this past week and lost to? They lost to someone. The 49ers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was Thursday night. I'm going to just for because I think we own. Let me see here. I just want to see how many we have that are different. We only have one, right? Or, or two. I think we just have Colts and Rams. Oh, Ravens and Browns. So we have two. I'll go with the Giants just to make things interesting. Ten days off. Yeah. You know, I like Brian Dayball as a head coach. Whatever helps them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, man, that's all. All that's all the predictions. Any anything else before we go? I got nothing. Okay. Well, thanks, Travis, for joining me. You bet. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, And for everybody else, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you haven't yet, check out our YouTube channel. It's where we post clips. Um, uh, Some clips are just for YouTube. So go check that out. Subscribe, like the videos as well. Comment too. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter slash X. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you guys soon.